I am the son of a teacher. One of the old-fashioned kind. The sort of teacher who left school at 17, went straight to Ardmore Teachers Training College, and was back in front of a classroom of kids, about 38 of them, by the age of 18. A teacher who taught in Canada and the UK as part of her OE, and then came home destined to never climb up the rankings of teachers because, of course, she never went to university and got a degree. She got her qualification actually teaching. The sort of teacher who was still teaching kids late into her 70s. A 60-year career. A person who really, you could say, had a calling to be a teacher. These are the teachers that many principals say save the day. They're the ones they call when there's illness or there's a staffing crisis, and this older generation would just wade in and get down and teach. No argy-bargy, no airs and graces. They just got in there and taught. And mum was a teacher who lived in the nice part of town, but taught in the poorest. The school she sent me to is Decile 10. But mum, right the way through her career, drove miles, teaching all the way through South Auckland and into Flatbush, finally ending out at Pamua Bridge School, Decile Rating 1. There's quite a few of these sorts of old schools teachers around, and they're the ones who have seen every fashion, every crackpot idea, and every genius innovation in our education system, and they know what they think. And boy, they'll tell you too. Mum and other teachers like her were always very forthright. And of course, I was in the media, so I used to get the sermons on the state of education. And one thing Mum always said was that Wellington knew nothing. She saw enough inspectors come in and make instant judgments on difficult situations and destroy good teachers and good schemes to know this. She would rail against the teacher experts who only spoke to other teachers until they led each other down a rabbit hole of ideology that was never based on fact. She said, God save me and God spare me from the teachers who have only ever learnt to teach, not actually done teaching. I remember asking her about the decile system. Now, this was back in Hekia Parata's day. Nothing wrong with it, she'd bark. Poor communities get a bit more funding. What's, what's wrong with that, Andrew? Oh, but Mum, what about the stigma? Because you know, you've been branded a poor school or a poor community. And what about all the exodus of students from low-decile schools to high-decile schools, Mum? Because, you know, the parents think a low-decile school means it's crap. Ridiculous, she would say. Ignorant, middle-class, misplaced elitism. Mum always said that the best teachers she had ever worked with were in the poorer schools. They were the ones who relished the challenge and could see the difference they made. So the New Zealand Initiative report that was released today that looked at the results of 400,000 students and concluded that whatever school you went to in New Zealand makes little difference to your educational outcome would have been right up her alley and she would have said, I know. It shows that the inequality of education that we have been accused of, rightly, is not because of the education system. But that's nothing to be proud of, because it highlights that this iniquitous education outcomes that we have is because of a wider social inequality through all our wider society. The blunt truth is, 
If you're born poor, you will stay poor and you'll get a poor education unless your family decides to take advantage of what is on, is on offer. And what is on offer is pretty much equal whether you're decile 1 or decile 10. It's teachers in the classroom teaching. But despite all this empirical proof, comfy theoreticians like the Education Task Force are talking about fixing up problems in the education system that don't actually exist. So why don't we all play the fiddle while Rome burns?